Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon on the East Coast, good morning on the West Coast, and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, podcasting live from the studio of eloquenceonline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof, unless you have been in outer space or in some kind of cryogenic sensory deprivation chamber, uh, you know that there's been a lot of stuff going on in Washington, D.C. since late September. And it got me thinking about it, what it must be like to live and work in that area all the time. And so today we're going to hear from John Bratsakis. Uh, we're going to be calling him Johnny B in D.C. He's going to be a regular contributor to the show. He is the president of the D.C. and Maryland Credit Union Association. And we caught up with him earlier this week to ask about his career, the association, his great team that he works with every day, and then just uh, what's it like living in inside the Beltway and in that very, very different culture that is Washington, D.C. Like many people, I have only visited Washington, D.C. I've never experienced what it's like to live there. But by all accounts, it is a very, very different place. It has to be culturally, politically, and and I think probably a very interesting place to live and work. And there are credit unions in the District of Columbia and in the great state of Maryland. And uh, Johnny B. and his team are doing everything they can for them, just like all leagues and associations do, especially on the advocacy side. But he has a unique perspective being right there in the nation's capital. And I, I told him when we spoke off the air that I can remember being up there. I think it was the 2012 uh, GAC. I was up there with our violinist, Nick Van Wyck, and uh, we were driving down, and there goes Marine One. Now, I don't know if the president, if President Obama was in Marine One, but I remember looking over at Nick and saying, you know what? It doesn't really matter who you voted for. That is cool to think that the president of the United States is in that helicopter flying over our car on this particular day. In February, and so I, I do think it is a very, very interesting place to be. And um, John is actually a very interesting gentleman, has a great, gosh, a 30-year career in credit unions. So he's he's seen it, heard it, done it all in the credit union marketplace and is now leading the Association for the Credit Unions in the District of Columbia and the State of Maryland. And we're going to talk to him about it all, and we'll do it all right after this. You are literally listening to the power of performance. That is right. The incomparable Chuck Berry. I'm afraid a lot of people think that Michael J. Fox 
performed that song originally. He did not. But of course, if you ever watched Back to the Future, then you know what I'm talking about. Hey, uh, back to earlier this week, we caught up with Johnny B in DC, one John Bratsakis, and we asked him about his career in credit unions. Sure, happy to. So my career started, uh, ironically, 30 years ago this year um, at a credit union in Indiana called Teachers Credit Union, uh, where I went as a management trainee and had exposure uh-huh. for about eight years of just a variety of different opportunities of managing a branch to managing departments um, and being in the operations of the credit union. And then I had the a good fortune to go to United Federal Credit Union up in Michigan for a couple of years as the um, running operations, um, and then became CEO of a credit union in Illinois called Community Trust Credit Union for about 10 years. Um, we were a community credit union um, back in, in 98 um, and just started to grow uh, during that time uh, when credit unions saw some really good growth, especially in Illinois. And then I went to Baxter Credit Union um, for five, just about five years before coming to the association. So that's kind of the, the quick down and dirty about my career. And <laughs> while I was in Illinois, the whole time I was um, engaged in the league, um, both being involved in the legislative committee and then also chairing the league and the association for the league or the uh, service corporation for the league. We also asked him to tell us about the Maryland, D.C. Credit Union Association. Sure. So we serve the credit unions that uh, are headquartered in the district. Also, all the credit unions that are here in Maryland, um, are, that's who we represent, um, you know, both in, down in Annapolis at D.C. City Council, also um, on the Hill and with our regulators. And the D.C. League and the Maryland League were the first merger of leagues um, that we saw about 12 years ago. I never uh, so knew that. that was, <laughs> yeah, so we were the first uh, league to to actually merge to create the Maryland DC Credit Union Association. So that was something where I think they had the board had the vision to say, um, especially I think as certain folks were you know, headquarters of you know agency credit unions might be moving their ops operations as they grew to Maryland or to, you know, even Northern Virginia, but they were still DC credit unions. Right. Uh, So that, you know, that was just kind of a unique situation that we had. Great leaders love talking about their great teams. And so we asked him to tell us about the team he works with each and every day. Thanks. Yeah. We've got a, a great team that, is a mix of folks that have been involved in credit unions and those that have come from outside of the credit union space. And I think one of the cornerstones and hallmarks of the association has been the not just representation, but also training, education, events that we've done. And um, we've got some really talented people that, and Lee Philbogian, um, who's got a long background both at corporates and with credit unions, and then Crystal Hunter, who does all of our, um, she really is the driving force behind our education programs. Uh, they just do a great job. And on our advocacy side, we've got a great mix of um, Michelle Bernie Parker, who does, Michelle is our um, chief public affairs officer and advocacy. Uh, we've got a gentleman by the name of Rory Murray that um, comes to us, and he's 
got a long range of from the military through being a state trooper, then an attorney, and now uh, working with us on advocacy, and um, he's been in that world. And then the other piece that's really strong for us, too, is our compliance work that we do. And Andre Lucas has been a fixture at the association for um, a decade and just does an enormous amount of work for our credit unions, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to BSA and oh, yeah. sitting down and going through and working with folks. Although all associations and leagues advocate for their credit union members, both at the state level and at the national level, I wanted to ask him about you know the opportunities as well as the challenges of being in the epicenter of the nation's politics and legislative process. So we asked him about that too. Sure. I think one of the, the challenges is um, coming here. What was different is everywhere else I've worked and when I've done hikes, a hike, quote, hike the hill, you're coming in. It's an event. You're flying in. There's a group of people. It could be for GAC coming in from Illinois or Indiana or Michigan. There could be 200 people flying in, and everybody's excited. Um, But when you're here, I think what becomes unique is it's really a daily onslaught of (laughs) of everything that's the hill, and there can be some apathy to it. Um, Mm. But then there can also, you know, so I think it's, um, you know, people have to drive into D.C., so that's another situation if you've been through D.C. traffic. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, um, my, my dear friend and colleague, Diana Dykstra, can appreciate uh, probably more than anyone what the sheer traffic challenge right. I've been in L.A. traffic, um, but the Beltway traffic is just, wow. um, it can be torture to be kind. Wow. But I think that's probably the, one of the biggest changes, Jason, is the difference between you know, being right here and being outside of that and um, understanding how to temper those messages and and that sometimes it's not as much of a, it's not that special necessarily for to get to D.C. because when somebody says, well, visit your folks when they're in the district, well, D.C. is the district, right? right? The district. The whole D.C. metro area is where pretty much they all live. And just for fun, we asked him, hey, what were some of your favorite bands when you were back in high school, and what about your first car? Yeah, I can't, you know, there were kind of two, really. I like Stevie Ray Vaughan and the Blues, living um, close to Chicago, growing right. up um, in northwest Indiana. You, we got to see some of the greatest blues performers you could ever want to see for, you know, right up front, right in front of you. And and so when Stevie Ray Vaughan kind of really hit in the early 80s, that was uh, it was great to follow him um, and go see him quite often. And then the other was Van Halen. Ah. Uh. Uh, <laughs> That that was my first concert actually it was it was Van Halen so that was uh, I've followed them even through the um, as I like to call it the Sam Halen years with uh, Sam Halen that's too, right so. <laughs> so, well as a, or the as Van Hagar or whatever people would like to call it. <laughs> As a big uh, as a big Rush fan, I had many a many a passionate argument with Van Halen fans back in the day about which band was better, uh, Rush or Van Halen. So I think that yeah, I, think I that's love really Rush too. I mean, it, yeah, you can't. It, yeah, I think uh, when you look at Rush and the type of music they were able to put out with three guys, um, it's just uh, it's hey. breathtaking in a way. It really but, is. Now yeah, they're that would be great times for that, <laughs> for Rush and Van Halen. And, and yeah. then I got a little crazy with the hair bands, but, uh, but yeah. it's still all good. 
And then um, I think everybody remembers this. What was your first car? Do you remember? I do. It was a. Uh, it was my junior year in college. It was my first car, senior year in college, and it was a lovely 1980 Caprice Classic. It was a big Caprice Classic. <laughs> yeah, it was a big. Uh, that that was my dad's thing. It's like, well, what can you afford when you're getting out of college? Yeah. And that was it. That was about it. And that is just great stuff. If you're a millennial or younger, you won't remember these things like the 1980 Caprice Classic. It was a a massive car. Uh, You could literally get the cast of Riverdance in the back seat. You could go buy a washer and dryer and what? $35 delivery. Just put it in the trunk. Just a huge, huge vehicle. Probably got about, you probably asked John this, I think it got about... 50 yards to the gallon. Big, big cars. And uh, we really really appreciated uh, John giving us some of his time. So keep checking back. It's going to be a regular feature now. Johnny B. in D.C. You've been listening to the Power Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you? Leave the audience wanting more. If you want to find out more about the Maryland D.C. Credit Union Association, you can find them online at www.mddccua.org. And, of course, nowadays you can just simply search it or ask Alexa to find it for you. And actually one of the better-looking league-slash-association websites that I have seen. And, of course, they've got all the social media angles covered as well. Again, my name is Jason Dyes, and until next we speak, we'll talk to you all next week. And we'll close it out with a little Van Halen for Johnny B in D.C. 